T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Timberwolves are idle back at it tomorrow. We'll talk Timberwolves with Chris Hine of the Star Tribune at about 5.35 today. Timberwolves should be shorthanded following the brawl last night with the Orlando Magic going into that game with the Denver Nuggets. Right now we're going to talk Twins, and Dan Hayes joins us from the Athletic. Dan, good to visit with you. Thanks for the time. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Yeah, Dan, uh, some sad news to report. Mike Radcliffe, who'd been a part of the Twins organization for more than three decades, uh, passed away on Friday. It was announced by uh, the Twins. Dustin Morris sent out a release, uh, a number of tweets of people inside and outside the organization talking about Mike Radcliffe. That's a real blow. Yeah, absolutely it is. Uh, It's really hard to find someone who would have a bad word to say, and not within just the organization, but throughout baseball. Um, you know, I think when you look at the scouting industry, you have a lot of the uh, beloved old guys that have been in the game forever. Um, and when they are as prepared, as good, as well-traveled, um, you know, I'm, I'm going to guess Mike, Mike Radcliffe, a lot more people knew him throughout the game than, than you'd know. Um, and Twins fans really only know him through his resume, um, which is pretty impressive when you look at what he was able to accomplish when it was, you know, picking Joe Maurer over Mark Pryor. He's the guy that really kind of hammered the table when it came to uh, Torrey Hunter and said, this guy's got star and charisma written all over him. And the makeup is excellent. He's going to be around forever. Um, you know, being the guy that pulled in the class of Jorge Polanco and Max Kepler and Miguel Sano and, and just so many others, um, you know, when you're there for 36 years, you uh, you can accomplish a lot. And I, I don't know where the Twins would have been without him. So there were a lot of people very upset. And, you know, this is something that everybody's had a – when you get pancreatic cancer uh, diagnosis, you know, the, the odds aren't very good. So you know um, a lot of people have, have known that he's been dealing with this for three years and like eight right. months. Um, and – it doesn't, you know, even when you can wrap your head around it, when that day arrives still, it doesn't make it any less sad. And I think there's a lot of people who are somber in the organization right now. Yeah, the the longevity. And, and really the game is tight-knit. I know managers and coaches and players change year in and year out. But a lot of the behind-the-scenes staff, the, the people that are really the heart and soul of the game behind the scenes, have tons of longevity. So when when yeah. you talk about a Mike Radcliffe, there, there, there's no doubt that there, there's people with every club in the big leagues that, that know Mike. 
Yeah, absolutely. And and within the organization, you know, we're yeah, talking a handful absolutely. of people left. Like Dave St. Peter and Rob Anthony are uh, two of the people that have been around. And, and Radcliffe, I believe, had both of them by a couple of years. It's just astounding when you think that his first season was 1987 with the club. And, um, you know, he moved up the ladder really quickly and and got a lot of uh, power real quick just because his eye was so good and his opinion was so trusted and uh, a lot of good baseball. And, and you're right. I mean, the the scouts and the people on the business side, they're the ones who stick around the longest because a GM can be in and out. And, you know, Terry Ryan is more of the exception to the rule, you know, than uh, he, he being around from, you know, 1993 as the GM or whatever, 1994 until 2016. That doesn't happen in a lot of places. And, uh, and, and you see GMs come and go, but scouts always stay. They're always behind the scenes and, and, uh, yeah, definitely a, a trusted person that beloved within the organization. Yeah, you know, and, and Mike able to make that transition from what what purely was some numbers, but but a lot of feel, a lot of eye. You know, player had to pass the eye test. There was there there was a lot of gut in it, if you will. Where, where the game now is is maybe more about some of the raw numbers and pure analytics, et cetera. Well, I think the the Twins do a good job of because there's a lot of guys that are scouts, lifelong scouts that are still here, and I think yep. they do a good job of blending the two, which is something that you're right. Some places get away from it, and they do go towards numbers. And look, the Twins have definitely gone towards numbers. Um, you see it when they draft; they'll draft a lot of college hitters because they can measure how hard that kid's hit the ball versus an 18 year old high school player who they're getting you know 40 games against lesser competition. Um, where you really do have to trust feel and, and eyes. And um, I, I think that they've done a great job of mixing the two. And Radcliffe was one of those guys that, that knew it. Because here's the thing. The numbers usually were going to back his opinion. If he saw a guy that he really liked, there was a lot of times that he was going to find that guy was performing uh, the numbers-wise. I mean, it, it's just verification of what you're seeing in a lot of times. Yeah. And I think that's a, it's a good way to just kind of put the two together because you're not going to take a kid that, you know, I mean, you, you can tell who a star is and who a star isn't. That's that part's easy, but some of that data is just backing up and confirming and, and giving people even more of a reason to back those opinions. And, you know, that's never a bad thing. Dan Hayes joining us from the athletic uh, Mike Radcliffe passed away at the age of 86 in Kansas city, a long time twin scout and VP. Tough day for the organization and the game oh, for sure. Uh, Dan joins us on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. And Dan, uh, the countdown to pitchers and catchers, uh, we're, we're, we're getting there. It's coming up fast, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And uh, countdown to warm weather and at least the, the idea of warm weather is getting there. And, you know, after this winter, I'm, I'm pretty sure everybody can use it. Uh, every time I've been uh, outside, it feels like it's like minus twenty. So it's been a it's been a long one, but the, you know, the, a lot of uh, good, uh, warm, positive feelings um, from the Twins the last couple of weeks, especially you know landing Carlos Correa. I feel like has gotten people in a in a good frame of mind with the with what the Twins could do this year. And you know, we definitely felt that a little bit at Twins Fest last weekend. It actually felt like it was a uh, a feeling. I mean, granted, you're going to get the fans that really want to be there, but there was a, a fair amount of excitement uh, from the people there, and, and Carlos Correa got a chance to 
feel that when he was uh, at all the events throughout the week. Uh, tough trade. Uh, reigning American League batting champ Luis Rice sent down to the Miami Marlins. Uh, certainly that, that raised the ire of some fans, but they did add starting pitching depth and going into this season that appears to be a positive uh healthy carlos correa back at shortstop is something none of us could have imagined uh at the end of the season that he that it would be back in a twins uniform and locked in for at least six seasons uh another big factor is what what will byron buxton bring to the table this season are are huge huge factors but I think beyond that, there are also some question marks. What will this club look like on opening day? What will the infield, what will the outfield ultimately look like on opening day? Well, I think it's it's not as much of a question mark as more, can some of these guys stay healthy? Um, you look yep. at the Alex Kirloff's and Trevor Larnick's, and Kirloff's coming off a second straight wrist surgery. Um, Jorge Polanco had a knee problem for the first time in his career last year that was pain versus soreness and that was definitely concerning um trevor larnick had a really good april and may and then got a double core injury and was out for the rest of the season you know uh, those are some big questions but you know i look on the the luis arise trade yeah it is definitely tough to take it's a guy who i will miss his his plate appearances more than anything um on this team i mean he is a fun guy to watch at the plate but you know pablo lopez is I would say their best starting pitcher and he might not be an ace per se, but it's a guy that since the 2020 season has a 352 ERA over 340 innings and striking out more than a batter per inning in that time. And they need pitching. And we always, that's the joke everywhere, right? Uh, when, when the twins get somebody is, can they pitch? Well, finally they make a trade and they get a guy that can pitch and everybody's upset and it's understandable. But I think when you look at Luis Arise, the twins may be sold at his peak of his value. Um, it's a guy that's never going to have a true position. And I think that's partly because of his, his knees and his legs. Um, we've seen it. He's had, you know, a, a blown ACL in 2017 in the minor leagues. He's missed uh, considerable time with hamstring and, and knee injuries over the last couple of seasons. Last year, you know, he worked incredibly hard to get in the best shape that he'd been in. And he made his legs as strong as they'd ever been, and it still hampered him in that second half. And he had like a 7.15 OPS after the All-Star break and somewhere around an 8.50 OPS before the All-Star break. So I think they feel like, given the fact that he's not really a first baseman, he's not really a second baseman, he's definitely not a third baseman, um, I think they felt like they sold high and they were able to get a really good pitcher and they need really good pitching. So it's a, it's always tough when you make those trades because Luis Arise is a fan favorite. And look, contact is missing in this game, and and he's a guy that excels at it. But I think also they knew with all those other factors that who knows how long his legs hold out, and if they're wrong, they're wrong. But um, you know they needed that pitching, especially with Correa back. As we go into spring training, there there's always talk every year of how many jobs are open, what will the 26 man look like ultimately and I know there's a lot of movement between St. Paul and the major leagues because injuries are indeed uh, a factor but uh, starting rotation filling out the bullpen uh, we have a pretty good idea who the the starters are going to be but ultimately how they fill out that bullpen will be something that will develop down in Fort Myers. Yeah I mean I think one guy to look forward to see how he rebounds from last year is Jorge Alcala because he was hurt last year and it's a guy that they thought was going to be one of their back-end guys, and he missed all of last season, but two games 
uh, with elbow trouble. And he's back. He had a, a chip removed, um, a bone chip removed, and, and uh, they, they believe he's going to be good to go. Um, they, they need some guys to step up. They need Jorge Lopez, who they acquired at uh, the trade deadline for Baltimore. They need him to be the guy that they acquired. And that's, you know, I, I think it's there. I think he, you know, he throws hard. He throws nasty. But he was not at all comfortable when he came over in that trade in August last year. I think being around these guys for an entire spring training, getting to know them and, and finding, you know, a little bit of comfort going into the year should help him a lot going, you know, to, to rebound. Um, the bullpen is definitely something that they could use a little more certainty, but there certainly are plenty of weapons. Yohan Duran is, you know, one of the best pitchers in baseball. We saw it last year consistently. Um, you know, Caleb Thielbar has been very good for them, and they have so many other options. And, that, you know, last year as we go into April and May, um, Emilio Pagan, who definitely drew a lot of ire for, for good reason, sure. he was sort of one of their trusted guys. Now he's about their fifth best reliever on this roster. And when he's, uh, when he's your fifth best guy, you feel a lot better about it because, you know, he really does have some nasty stuff. He just has a tendency to make mistakes. And if he's pitching in the fifth or sixth inning of a game, it's a lot easier to absorb that mistake than if it's in the eighth or ninth inning. So I think the Twins, as much as there's some uncertainty there, I think they're in a better spot to at least start the season. I mean, having Duran and knowing he can close out games, you know, that, that's a big, uh, big advantage to where they were last year at this time. They were just feeling him out, you know, all of the first half last season and trying to figure out what he could actually handle uh, being a reliever for the first time. So, I think they are better off than they were a year ago going in, but you know you can always use some certainty. What what, what about outfield in in the structure of this? Because they did make a deal, they they picked up Michael A. Taylor uh, from Kansas City. They they made that deal. Uh, we we got Byron Buxton, Max Kepler under contract, uh, Joey Gallo. A pretty long list of outfielders. How how do you expect them? to come north, what is that outfield going to look like? And and Trevor Larnick's in that mix, too, without yep, question. Sure. Um, you know, I it wouldn't shock me the way they've talked that Alex Kirloff, if he started out slow and maybe possibly on the injured list, just because right now he's doing like 50, 60 swings a day, and this is just uh, educated speculation, but it wouldn't shock me if they wanted to go really slow with him because they want that risk to be – as good as it's going to be when he starts the year. And, you know, I know some people might get scared if he starts the year on the IL, but I think they're looking at the buildup process coming up off of a second straight surgery. And again, who knows? Because all they've cautioned is that they're going to go really slow with him and that Joey Gallo is going to see a lot of time at first base. And the roster makes a little bit more sense if that's the case, that Gallo is their first baseman. Um, you know, they have a, a crowded house there and, Look, Taylor was brought on to be a guy that can allow Buxton to DH and not have a defensive drop-off. He was a gold glover in 2021. There's been no defensive center fielder that's been better the last two years than Michael A. Taylor. Uh, He doesn't hit nearly as well, but I think you can absorb that if the rest of your lineup is hitting. Um, Max Kepler is back. That's one that's sort of surprising. It wouldn't have been shocking to see him get traded just because he's really good value. Uh, they didn't get the deal that they wanted. However, this is a team that waited up until April 7th last year to trade Taylor Rogers. So, you know, that's always on the table. If Kepler is move, if they move on from Kepler in the next two months, you know, it, the, the whole picture makes a lot more sense 
Gallo's a two-time gold glove winner. You know, he's a guy that was a three-war player from 2017 to 2021. Um, you know, he's hit, I think, in the last four full seasons, three of them he had 38 or more home runs. So he's a guy that really makes sense in right field or left field. Um, but Larnick showed what he could be. You know, he had an 875 or an 890 OPS the first two months of the season last year. Um, he's a first-rounder. He's a, he's a good hitter. And, and he really stepped up his defensive efforts last year. So he's definitely somebody that could be an everyday guy for them if he can stay healthy. And, if, you know, it's not a bad situation to have all these guys. Matt Walner made it to the majors at the end of the year last year. I don't think that he was probably in their plans at the start of the year. Just there were so many injuries. But he's definitely a guy that can be there if, if they run into those issues again. And big, strong arm and a lot of power. So, there are some serious options there, and it probably would make sense if Kepler was uh, – if they traded him and got help either in the bullpen or or even a younger outfielder. Um, but, you know, at this point, they're going to roll with what they got, and I think that means Gallo gets a, a healthy amount of time early in the season at first base while Kirilov kind of works his way back in. Well, a lot of great info and a lot of great thoughts. Dan, as always, good to visit with you. Uh, when are you headed for Fort Myers? I think uh, Valentine's Day, the morning ah, of Valentine's Day. Yeah, nice. so we will. Uh, yeah, two, two, a couple, like two, ten or eleven day trips. Uh, one in February and one in March. So don't have to do the entire time, which isn't such a bad thing. Um, but it'll be nice to get some warm weather and, and get the baseball vibes going for sure. Yeah, no doubt. Well, thanks. Appreciate your work in the athletic, uh, and as always, uh, hopefully we can do it again down the road. Yeah, thanks for having me on, Steve. All right, there he is, Dan Hayes from The Athletic, joining us talking a little Twins baseball. Tough news on Mike Radcliffe, uh, long-time twin scout, uh, very, very involved in uh, player development, scouting with the Minnesota Twins, uh, part of the club for uh, well over uh, three decades passed away on Friday. We appreciate Dan's thoughts on that. He has a piece at The Athletic. Uh, about Mike Radcliffe. And then, of course, uh, as we uh, count down to spring training, what's this club going to look like when they break camp and head north and start uh, the 23 campaign? By the way, we'll have a ton of spring training coverage and every regular season game here on the home of the Twins. News Talk, E3-O-W-C-C-O. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.